Well, that's the electricity minister, Senator Makhopa, speaking yesterday. Mohamed Mahdi is an energy analyst and CEO at Sanan Energy. Mohamed, good morning. Thanks for your time this morning. Good morning. Good morning to your listeners. So we've seen uh, what the minister said there yesterday. Some people have also suggested, in fact, that I think the phrase they used was climatic conditions weren't great for wind and solar power production. From what we know, what's caused such intense load shedding so quickly? Look, I mean, let, let me just make a comment about the statement with regard to renewables. I think it's absolutely disingenuous on the part of ESCOM or any official to say that because of climatic conditions, renewables are not performing and therefore, you know, we have load shedding. Uh, we have uh, within the forecast of renewables generally, we have a certain amount of days where you would expect climatic conditions not to be ideal. This is normal, and this is how you forecast the generation profile from renewables. In fact, it is one of the issues with renewables, of course, and one of the reasons why they, they don't provide baseload power. And if ESCOM is assuming that there are going to be perfect climatic conditions and you know wanting perfect climatic conditions in order not to have load shedding, we are in much deeper trouble than we thought we were. What is causing the load shedding problem is undoubtedly the state of the generation fleet and the generation fleet is old it has not been properly maintained and and hence we have these continued unplanned you know events unplanned uh, outages and this is what causes causes the load shedding and this ha- has been proven over and over again over the last several years It seemed to happen very quickly. So, I mean, stage six has happened several times before, but we went from stage two to stage six in just sort of 36 hours or so. So, uh, you know, that is, uh, has taken everybody by surprise. Uh, I must admit from, and look, having experience and having been a power station engineer a long time ago, it is very unusual for what has happened and I can see why certain quarters would talk about sabotage. I personally don't believe there was sabotage, but it is an unusual set of circumstances that leads to this many boiler leaks. On the other hand, when you have the system being stressed and being pushed to the limit and running at its absolute limit and still not providing the demand that exists, you are going to have multiple units failing especially these older units that have not been maintained properly. And unfortunately, this is not the end of the story. This will continue going forward because, you know, the the officials often talk about adding a few thousand megawatts here and a few hundred megawatts there and a few units coming on stream. We are roughly 10 to 14,000 megawatts away from a stable grid. So we are very far away from a stable grid. And by a stable grid, I mean a grid that is providing the demand that exists and has sufficient spinning reserve, has sufficient capacity to meet, you know, um, instantaneous demand that is uh, that is put onto the grid. So adding even four, five, six thousand megawatts is very far from a stable grid. And if you don't have a stable grid, you are going to continue continuously have these kinds of problems. The boiler tube leaks, now I'm no expert, um, but I'm presuming that these use a superheated steam. This is not steam that's sort of 100 degrees like you get out of a kettle. This is something else. You actually have to manage the leaks carefully. And and the weld, or I presume it's a weld that you use, is not a normal weld either. It's quite a finicky thing to fix. It's quite a difficult thing to fix. 
Absolutely. It, um, you know, it, it's, it's very different and non-intuitive for the layperson to understand what a complex undertaking this typically is. The boiler has to be taken down. When the boiler is taken down, certain units are taken down at a power station. And depending on exactly where the leak is, it, 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 uh, it does take a fair amount of time to fix. Again, I must stress the fact that, you know, we've had so many simultaneous leaks is unusual. And that, I think, does bear investigation. It, um, you know, it's a strange set of circumstances that all these leaks happen at the same time. So whatever the reasons for that is, there must be a thorough investigation into that. But you're quite right in terms of the leaks themselves, they will take a while to fix. And unfortunately, even when they are fixed, it, there is no guarantee that it won't happen again. You know, I have to stress, these are old boilers, these are old plants that have not been maintained properly. Um, Eskim says intense load shedding, I think, until Wednesday. Could it take that long to get us out of stage five? It could. It could even take longer. It, uh, it does depend on a number of factors. Remember that the economy is now, of course, chugging along what should have been at full steam, no pun intended, and then we have stage six, which affects us. But, you know, the, the, the signs are there that every time the economy picks up a little bit, every time businesses start running flat out, the grid simply does not cope. And I think we're going to have this continuous inplay, interplay. And this is a real problem for the economy of the country. On Thursday, I'm sure you, you, you heard it, Mohammed. I mean, the president said the end of load shedding was in sight. And in fact, on Friday morning, we spoke to an expert, someone I respect, who suggested the same thing, that things were improving. And in fact, Ramakopa, the minister, said over the weekend that if you look at the trend line, there's sort of fewer days of stage six load shedding than we used to have. Obviously, in stage five load shedding now, it doesn't feel like anything's getting better. But do you believe things are getting better somehow, even though it doesn't feel like it? You see, I think that when you take a small snapshot, you cannot draw a conclusion from a small snapshot, whether it's a few weeks, we've only been a few weeks into the new year. And from a statistical point of view, it's, it's very incorrect uh, and very inappropriate to draw long-term conclusions from a very small window of data. We have to look at the overall data, and the overall data, unfortunately, is not that flattering. So... I think where, where the minister is correct and where the officials from Senedi are correct is that we, are, we have more megawatts coming on stream. But what is a big unknown is you know, how many megawatts are going to come off stream over the next 12 months, over the next 24 months, over the next 60 months. And coupled with that, what is the nature of the demand? Because demand is not always proportional to GDP growth. It is proportional to population growth. It is proportional to a whole variety of other factors, new equipment, new kinds of businesses coming on stream, new developments. There are many, many developments in this country that are on hold because of electricity. So all these factors make up the demand profile. That coupled with the uncertainty around the generation fleet simply makes it very difficult to predict there's going to be an end to load shedding. I personally do not think so. I think it will take a few years, but there, are, there is a solution in sight. And we need, we've seen this solution, and that is the private sector providing behind the meter power generation. We need to improve that, increase that, and increase the incentives around that. Mohamed Mahdi, thank you. Energy analyst and CEO at Sanan Energy, really do appreciate the time.